You are now listening to the Hexgrid Heroes Podcast Network. For sci-fi, Pokemon, high fantasy, or horror, check us out wherever you get podcasts and online at hexgridheroes.com. We start today around a small crackling campfire. Sleeping next to it are a Pachycephalosaurus and a Shotolashu huddled together for warmth. Drooling slightly about 50 feet away from the flames is a woolly ped, not needing the warmth of a fire to sleep comfortably. Sitting on the large bits of wood and metal chunks of a destroyed ship are the Kasatha Akim Razur and Brasha, the Patra, Akim helped rescue from imprisonment the day before. This is the first watch of the night, and the boys drew the short straw this time. So, what were you doing on a ship all the way out here? Uh shooting down uh, not necessarily as you said that you were shooting it down but what trouble were you stirring up eh? well you know how it goes you're out scavenging and uh, someone else with a bigger better sheep comes along and you know says oh this is my property now <laughs> Uh, reclamation units. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a few choice words, as I do. And they decided that maybe I would make better prisoner than uh, competition. Yes, well, that is the way of uh, these bastards anyway. It's good we happened upon you when we did then, as unlikely as it is. <laughs> yes, I'm always uh, more than happy to see a friendly face in times like this. Of course. But what brings you out? You mentioned something about uh, doing some freelance work for the Navy? Yes, uh, Rhapsody, uh, the woman I'm traveling with. I uh, ran on to ran into her on a, a scavenging trip too. I thought everybody on board was dead, but you know, androids uh, they don't have to breathe. She was, uh, I suppose, lucky enough to not take enough of the damage uh, to die and I got to her quick enough and she gave me a good uh, solid wallop <laughs> but fresh parts are fresh parts anyway I got her out of there took her to the base and got her back to the Navy and we've kept in contact and she had a job for me uh, and I'm, I'm essentially, uh, getting to scavenge along the way, uh, exact details, even though you're helping us, I'm not sure how much I can, uh, I can give you, but I would suggest, uh, lethal weaponry if possible. I don't think things like that, uh, um, I don't think non-lethal weaponry is going to work, uh, when we come around to it. Well, 
<clears throat> that is good to know. Uh, and... and there is likely to be trouble, as if you can't tell. <clears throat> when is there not, right? <laughs> yes. Fair enough. I don't suppose you've seen any strange creatures around that have been uh, experimented on? Funky veins, abnormal behavior, things like that? I have not seen much of anything uh, for oh, going on uh, a week or so. I suppose it's good, if only for the fact that you haven't run into, uh, I believe they're called Renanax. Uh, big vampire bear things. Uh, normally, kind of a pain in the ass, but content enough to leave you alone. We suspect some around here to have been experimented on, making them extremely... <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, making them extremely violent. And now I'm... Slipping into a Russian accent. <laughs> Duh. Uh, Russia is kind of nodding, listening to this, and uh, he starts to <clears throat> pull two of the laser pistols that we had scavenged out. And uh, while he's talking with with uh, Akim, Akim, with mm -hmm. Akim, um, <laughs> it looks like he's trying to pull the. Uh, um, capacitor out of one of them and hotwire it to the other one <laughs> to like supercharge it. <laughs> but Brush, I, <laughs> uh, I would appreciate if you didn't almost blow us up. <laughs> you said, uh, you know, something a little bit less non lethal, right? Just making it a bit less non lethal. Uh, I said not non-lethal, not potentially extremely dangerous and going to explode on us. If you're going to do that, it would be better to destabilize, you know, in the moment. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll kind of stop what I'm doing and just start tinkering with the batteries instead. <laughs> Okay, uh, as you're tinkering away, the, your banter continues into the night, and we zoom a little away from the fire and into the tent that uh, your guide constructed a few hours before. Within, protected against the wintry night's winds, Addie Star sleeps fitfully. The ride from Kimura was nothing for a seasoned rider like herself, but when it came time to battle that Abadar core guard robot, uh, <laughs> clearly she struggled. Uh, next to her sleeps Rhapsody, Knight Lieutenant of the Iomedian, Iomedian Navy, and she is deep in the throes of a familiar nightmare. Carefully bracing herself between two walls, Rhapsody begins making her way through the ship's dark corridor. The absence of gravity and light normally wouldn't bother her, but these are not normal circumstances. She makes her way carefully past her crew members, recounting each name as she goes. Ensign Laura Gay, Communications Officer. Ensign Ari Fieldman, Strategical Tactics. Lieutenant Henley Jacobs, Engineering. The list of names seems endless, as does this hallway. Finally reaching the cargo bay, Rhapsody quickly propels herself forward and begins prying open a crate. 
She'd been forced to reroute what little emergency power remained to her quarters to keep from freezing. Now the ready-to-eat meals meant for their mission were all that was left for sustaining herself. She rapidly shoves as many as she can fit into a small bag strapped to her chest and turns back towards her room. Ensign David Jensen, Operations Coordinator. Ensign Kara Mansfield, Tech Specialist. So many names, so many lives, her responsibility, all lost. She knows she mustn't forget, she must remember. Once back in her room, she seals the door behind her and tears open a meal. She has little appetite, but she knows she must eat. Surely help is on the way. She cannot fail them again. She must take their names home, their stories home. Lieutenant Vela Ogden, Navigation Director. Ensign Leo Dalton, Weapon Specialist. As the sound of the names fade, darkness closes over her, and Rhapsody is now floating in a void. She can move, but no matter what direction she turns her body, cranes her neck, it's all the same. Pure, bleak blackness. All around her. So dark it seems to be soaking into her flesh, as if she's submerged in the darkest, oily ichor in existence. After a time, in the distance, a burst of light, blinding against the inky blackness all around. Turning directly towards it, the light seems to grow as if it was an oncoming explosion. This radiance is terrifying in its own right. Pure, unyielding white searing into her android eyes. Larger and larger, closer and closer it rushes towards her, and adrenaline surges within her. Heart pounding in her chest now, a sound like a rhythmic hammer falls in her ears as the biomechanical muscle within her ribcage thumps in a panic. Now the dark void is gone, but all she can see is a wall of pure, brilliant luminosity. This is somehow even more terrifying than the darkness, as she is enveloped by it fully. She cannot stand to look at it, but even more so, she cannot bear to look away. Just as she cannot take any more, the light sweeps past her, through her, and with a roar of beating wings and crackling electricity, she awakens. As your eyes strain to open, you feel a pressure on the back of your head, Rhapsody a warmth curling around your skull. Against your right arm, you feel a similar warmth, and through it, you feel something is off. There's a heartbeat pumping against your skin, but the beats are incongruous with your own. Your eyes dart open, and in the dim glow permeating the tense canvas material, you see the shape of Addie Star looming over you, her fiery orange hair tied back. Concern is clear on her face. <sighs> Sorry, did I wake you, darling? Not at all. You are safe now. Just breathe. You were having a nightmare. Or focus on my breathing. I'm sorry, I forgot you're an android. <laughs> I'm okay. This is normal for me. At least lately. Okay, at this, uh, Addie starts running her hand up and down your arm. I hope this tactical stimulation is okay. I mostly know what works for beasts. N not that you're a beast, of course. Close enough. Uh, now that you're at ease, would you like to sleep again? Akim and Brasha still have two hours on their watch. I'll stay here with you. That would be appreciated, darling. I, uh, 
Yeah, I normally can't fall back to sleep, but I'm normally by myself too. She uh, slides her sleeping bag closer to yours and puts her arm over you. Everything is okay. They have our backs and I have yours. Thank you, darling. And I think Rhapsody will kind of cuddle up to her. Okay. Yep, and she will, she is, uh, you're both in separate sleeping bags, but she is right up against yours, uh, arms draped across you. Uh, you are a tall woman, but so is she, so it's, I don't know where I was going with that. So yeah, you guys are both, uh, you guys eventually fall back. You can take turns being the big spoon dog. Exactly. Yeah, I know, I was like, I was going <laughs> to say something like, uh, you know, both, both are big spoons, it's not a big deal. <laughs> I don't really have anything against it either way. I just, I didn't know how to finish that sentence. So uh, <laughs> you guys uh, curl up against each other and take turns holding one another through the night. And uh, after a few hours, Akim and Brasha's watches up. Sean, that means you're supposed to wake us up to take the next watch. <laughs> you have to unmute yourself to do that. <laughs> Did you no, just you unmute, unmute yourself then and re-mute re-muted. yourself in <laughs> defiance? <laughs> Is it better now? Can you hear yes, me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Hey, uh, Brasha. It's about time. <laughs> I don't we get some sleep like the others. <clears throat> Yes, it's... He rubs the bridge of his nose a little. It's been a long day. I can feel myself crashing already. I'll be happy when the strain of some of what I did earlier wears off. It kicks the shit out of you and it sticks around for a while. Thinking back on it, we probably should not have been the two on first watch, but... (laughs) I suppose... Luck does not always favor us, huh? Eh, worse comes to worse, we can run away. <laughs> I can get everybody out pretty easy. True. Okay, uh, True. I thought you just meant we can abandon them, take them out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, play your character, do what you want. Um, you are contractually obligated, but... Yeah, yeah. Abandon, you... <laughs> abandon my ass. See what happens to you. <laughs> she will call down the Iomedian Navy and just glass the entire asteroid field finding you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll go over to the tent and kind of like kick it. Be like, eh. Absolutely. Wake up. Okay. I'm awake. What do you want? Switch shift. Uh, shift switch. Yeah, you're so tired. You can't even say that, darling. <laughs> there is a cat, and I want to sleep. She'll crawl out of the tent. Uh, Addie will crawl out as well, and uh, she'll bring her armor along with her. And uh, in the uh, here's against... a question. Sure. Yeah. Um, of course, I wear heavy armor and a bulk three armor. Mm-hmm. Now, in Pathfinder, if you're wearing heavy armor, you have to have somebody to aid you in putting it on. Does it work like that in Starfinder? Um, no. Uh, I, th- I think we did discuss this before. I can't remember. 
and I, I feel like time has changed, technology and everything. They've made armor a little more efficient, so you can slip it on yourself. But uh, like in a pinch, oh no, what it is is it takes a certain amount of time. But someone, if right. they help you, like in battle, it'll cut it in half. But uh, out of combat, it doesn't. You don't need anyone. Certainly. Okay, so she can she can start donning armor. If she's sitting mm-hmm. out there by the campfire. Yep, and uh, uh, across the fire, uh, Addie has her own armor as well, and she's strapping it onto herself. And as you look at it, this armor isn't like standard armor. It looks just like smooth fragments, and you see the different fragments as she pieces them on and locks them into place. Well, I don't think Rhapsody has any room to talk about other people's armor looking strange, because Mm -hmm. her armor looks fucking archaic. Uh, but yeah. uh, she would definitely pay attention and take notice if she's not seen armor of this sort before. Uh, you definitely haven't. It is, uh, as, as she finishes putting it on, she does catch your eye. Uh, this is uh, Kyokor plating. There was a merchant out from, the near, out from near space who brought this up. Apparently, this is the leavings the uh the the shedding of a great beast called the kyokor are you familiar with it no darling but uh i i tend to specialize in uh i suppose what you'd call antique armors uh yes uh your armor is it's quite beautiful it's a i can see why ichera would take to you she also favors the uh the antiquities of the past pre-gap but it she is... has a very nice set of armor in uh, her place. Occam was trying to uh, fix it up. Oh, if you could get that in working order, Ichera would give you a king's ransom. She is quite fond of that and any of her little trinkets in her office. All of that kind of ancient grandiosity is kind of a blind spot with her. We may have to... Uh around a day or two after the mission and let Occam have a go at it. He is certainly handy, isn't he? Well, he has four of them. <laughs> she, she will also, that was more her laugh than mine. Uh, she, she's, she's now fully armored up. Uh, and she'll sit down and just uh, kind of stoke the fire, throw some, uh, break off a, some of the wood from the log she's sitting on to feed it into it. Rhapsody's going to make coffee. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, as as the night tends to go, uh, what are you guys talking about? Uh, right now, also, uh, before we do that, uh, Akim and Rasha, Rasha, rather, uh, there were two tents put up last night. Each tent fits two. Uh, do you have a preference to uh, sleeping arrangements? Uh, I don't think Akim cares, really. Okay. Uh this isn't to initiate some sort of romance between the two of you. I just didn't know. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it, it's pretty cold out. I would probably share a tent. It's fine with oh, come on, Don. I want to see Sean and Eric make out. <laughs> I'm glad that's recorded. <laughs> I'm going to splice that audio and put it in uh, the appropriate channel. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Akim and Brasha, you uh, once within the tents, however you want, it's not a big deal. Um, the the one that they were in is certainly already uh, warmed up, ready to go. Um, 
But uh, while you guys, uh, <laughs> after you guys, after uh, Eric, you said that, I realized that you guys, uh, <laughs> the two of you having to combat anything that comes your way, it maybe should have been split up. Uh, but you guys do quickly fall asleep as uh, Addy and Rhapsody share a cup of coffee together. And as far as okay. campfire discussion, I think probably Rhapsody would be explaining to Addy what uh, Cadence, her kitty cat thingy looks like, and what Ko looks like to see if Addy has any clue what these critters are. Which isn't Ko like stalking me or hiding in something? Yes, she's at my door meowing right now. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Ko, you, uh, she want she tr they tried to leave your shuttle and you kind of pushed uh, pushed pushed them to stay in and reminded Karina to uh, synthesize food for. Uh, occasionally and, and to not take any right. manual commands but that's exactly right too yes yeah you disable <laughs> you disable all... like, why is my ship plowed into the front of the base <laughs> i'm gonna do another spin-off where it's just the beast of hex grid heroes that have to come <laughs> save you it's like muppet babies but worse hey patches is up for it he's he's <laughs> in the back now he's he's ready to go all right uh so uh addy hearing your uh uh, very detailed description of these um, I, I can't say I can place your KO creature but Cadence sounds like something that may exist in the mountains up in the dragon help lands well if you're ever over near Absalom Station you should uh, drop by and, and see her yeah, I don't know I don't know either. Uh, and she'll laugh at that. I can't say I get to Absalom very much, but now that I know uh, a contact there, I'd be happy to see your facility. You you all train on those large cathedral ships, yeah? Mm, I live on uh, Valor's Heart. The Valor's Heart. Wow, that's amazing. That that thing is massive. It's it's it hasn't it hasn't seen battle in some time, but I heard that it's just it's it's self-sustaining planet of its own right pretty much um we have of course some enlisted navy there and whatnot and then most of your knight errants live there as well do you have you seen a lot of action in your time uh enough i've i've only been there about four years but uh i didn't get my rank from sitting on the sidelines no, I, I saw you against that that robot. You you are a, a powerful creature. Uh, that's what I was made to be. Special order. Well, they couldn't have made everything about you. Some of it's you. A lot well, of it must be yes, you. Yes, I mean that's true. But uh, uh, there is a reason I am seven foot tall and broader shoulder. Let's say. Uh, yes, uh, my home. We uh, we. My family's from a moon of Brathita. Don's forgotten already. And we come from a planet with a high gravity well, so we've been kind of trained and have grown into these kind of larger people. I'm coming to a planet that's not in such a situation. It, it lends itself to uh, putting myself a little ahead of the standard citizenry. Well, I mean... I think having some extra size is good when you're running around on a planet of 
dragons and such. Yes, exactly. They they haven't been too difficult, but there's always the threat of one of the mega corporations going to war against the other, and that's why we're so centrally located. Arkham just <sighs> fuck up at that core. <laughs> 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 and uh, time winds down, and uh, as the sun starts to rise, the uh, morning wildlife uh, rises too. The birds are chirping in the trees. You, the uh, the animals that were sleeping around the fire have uh, started to get a little restless, and as they uh, start to get up, um, day has broken. Arkham, darling, get up. Your mount is getting restless. My mount? I don't, uh, I don't think, uh, we could call it, uh, mine. It doesn't like to listen. Either way, it wants to get back on the road. Or path, or whatever it is. Hey, hey Russia, you're mm-hmm. slow. You want to ride? <laughs> uh, as opposed to run behind you? He, he does that thing where the cats do, where they, like, stretch out their front paws. Just... Yes, that sounds like a good plan. Maybe you'll have better luck with it anyway. I can keep what? up. He couldn't have any worse luck, now could he? I don't <laughs> suppose. Yeah, it's just kind of... Like, his uh, faceplate displays, like, a grumble face. <laughs> now don't be like that, darling. Not everybody is good with animals. Obviously. Uh, real quick, Brasha, do uh, Patra have uh, natural uh, natural attacks or uh, yeah, natural attacks? Uh, not that I saw. Okay. I was just curious. I, I haven't played one yet, but uh. I was gonna let you be. Uh, the hey, because you, you get bonuses to unarmed strike. Uh, they yeah, they definitely have some bonuses. Uh, they have. Uh, I was just looking at it, just uh, real quick because it, it is kind of funny and on theme for a cat. Uh, nimble, an off tilter patra doesn't gain flat footed condition, so uh, they don't always land on their feet, but they do get some bonuses to that. Caught myself just staring at the patra art. Um, okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Addie starts to uh, dismantle the uh, the tents and stows them back in her saddlebag, and she leads them away from you all and away from the campsite a ways to uh, get the beast's morning stretches in as she's inspecting each of them for ahead of the day's travel, and the three of you are standing there next to the dying fire. This coffee left if you want some. Thanks. Uh, he'll go get himself some coffee. What about the cat man? He gonna get some coffee? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, he is busy licking his paws and taking a bath. <laughs> Drinking coffee before riding doesn't mix well for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, after a few minutes, Addy uh, leads them all back and they're all standing information. Okay, so four of us, three creatures, uh, Rhapsody and I will not be able to ride together. Uh, one of you's gonna... I can walk. Are you sure? We could fashion a sledge out of some of this wreckage here. I'm good. Need to stretch my legs anyway. Uh, very well. Brasha, do you have any, uh, experience riding live animals? (laughs) 
<laughs> Experience riding, yes. Um, <clears throat> sorry, laughing at my own here. <laughs> um, I have a little. Uh, very well. Uh, do you need me to help you to mount? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay, and uh, remind me, Aka, which uh, beast did you take last time? The woolly. Oh, you took the woolly pet. Okay, so yeah, she'll lead you to an eight-legged, heavily furred uh, white creature with six eyes and a very long, bushy tail. Um, and she'll she'll give you uh, a boost up onto its saddle. It's time for survival checks. That's right. So before uh, Rhapsody and uh, Addy are going to mount up, she's going to uh, slap the, the rump of this uh, wally pad and see how you do. So give me a survival check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ten. Okay, uh, you get a plus five for the saddle, uh, which I remembered this time, the first time. Oh. Uh, those two rode, uh, I forgot entirely, and it reflected in their performance. So with the saddle, it gives you a plus five circumstantial circumstance bonus towards your survival check, and that's kind of how you handle animal in Starfinder. Uh, with a 15, though, that's plenty good. Uh, the wally ped uh, kind of charges forth and goes around, takes a lap around the campfire, uh, the campsite area, and uh, she just smiles at you. Ah, yes, much better than Akam. This, this is a very good... This is this will be a very good uh, setup. Uh, Akim, are you sure we can't? It would just take a couple bits of cable in some of that hole. I'm good. You don't get to be particularly fast by sitting around. Fair enough. And uh, she will hop on to the animal she took last time. Yeah, Rhapsody will mount up. Akim will like load all of this like gear and shit onto like, the wally pet though. <laughs> I had 26 survival. Okay, uh, you charge forth, uh, and uh, Addy will spur hers. I guess I should be fair and do hers as well. Oh, uh, okay, you know what? She has a good survival. 13, 18. Yeah, she's, she uh, charges forth after you. Now, the way you guys were traveling, you went southwest from Kimura towards the jungle, and uh, the, the, the uh, distraction that ended up being uh, what saved Rasha's life was a little to the north, so you are a little off trail right now. But uh, you guys uh, immediately head south and you find your tracks from the previous day and uh, you continue heading southwest. It's a, uh, give me, um, actually, yeah, all of you give me a survival check. Um, a survival check. Mm -hmm. do, do, do. And if you have any weird uh, modifiers or anything, uh, let me know. 18. Okay. I have zero modifiers for a seven. Okay. This is why I'm not riding the wallet pad. Uh, this oh. isn't actually for riding, I should say. Uh, this is uh, a different survival check as you guys are uh, charging south. Uh, nine. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rhapsody and... Uh, Addy actually scored high enough to uh, get a look and she'll shout back it's a clear day boys we should have fine riding and uh, that survival check was a uh, predict weather check uh, to see that uh, you spend a minute observing the surrounding area uh, you can't take 20 <laughs> on this 
so uh, it's a very nice, clear, beautiful morning. It's um, I try very hard not to just rip things off, but I'm going to do it anyway. It is like a gorgeous day in Rohan as uh, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas were searching for the hobbits. Just uh, not a whole lot of vegetation. There are boulders here and there, but it's all low grasses and hills. But it's a bright, clear morning. No frost, surprisingly. And uh, there you guys start charging south. Okay. And uh, so Akim is running... I don't think we can use my command music. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can doodle it do it all you want, but yeah. Actually what if we what if just, there what if I made a track where it was me just doing I don't know what you call that doodle it that what if I did that but Mega Man? They can't ping me. I'm not using their Actual, I'm nowhere near the actual notes that they're uh, making, right? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, just, there are just play the William Tell overture. Surely that's sur- surely the copyright's gone on there. Oh, I'm sure William Tell is free uh, free use by now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so okay, you guys are uh, headed southwest uh, for a few hours. Uh, is there any conversation going on while you're writing? Uh. I don't have anything in particular to say. Okay. I think Rhapsody would uh, like quickly go over for Brasha and be like, you know, okay, here's this mission. This is going to be kind of dangerous. If you stay, your fine's paid off. If you try to flee, I will catch you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just basic rundown. Okay. Uh, and do you fill him in on the uh, particulars of the, the no. quest? No, 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 okay. no. Okay. Like she knows better than that. She right. she she ain't wanting no court marshals. <laughs> Very good. Okay, uh, Brasha, do you have any response to uh, the the not at all veiled threat? <clears throat> um, not really. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not his first veiled threat. Uh, it is <laughs> one of his first times riding an animal, though. Despite what he may say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So he's just focusing on that. Okay, uh, you guys continue further. Um, quick behind the scenes kind of fun thing. Uh, well, two things. First of all, I don't have anything else written. We're just gonna free wing it. I almost said free ball. Um, <laughs> and also uh, the map of Triaxis is, uh, it doesn't really give me good indicators of uh, travel times. So what I thought was like, yeah, this will just take a few days. But then I realized I'm looking at a world map these are continents. So uh, we're going to hand wave uh, a good amount of traveling. <laughs> so this entire day is going to go by uh, more of the same. The sun rises, sun sets, another, another night falls. You make camp. The next day you head right back out. You are heading uh, more or less due southwest. Uh, Addy specifically knows... Uh, the way to the jungle it's kind of a, a kind of a big deal and you can't really miss it once the plains kind of fall swampy and then it turns into this uh jungle so uh for the next day of travel uh give me another survival check all of you as you head out sword bb that's a 10 i got average 18. 21 so 15 oh sorry eric what 18 
Or if it's for riding, 23. Okay. Yes, if this, if this is specifically for riding. And uh, I'll just have Addie do the predict the weather since this is her planet. Ooh, um... Yeah, it's 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 a it's a cloudier day. Uh, there, uh, it's a little light drizzles kind of in the morning, but once you guys hit midday, the sun kind of burns everything away. The fog lifts and all that, so it's just another standard wintry day. The uh, cold weather gear that uh, Rhapsody, Akim, and Addy are wearing uh, are nice. They help, but uh, after doing a little more research after that session, I realized you guys aren't in a tundra. <laughs> I guess it's, it just ended up being more for cosmetics. Uh, but right now it's just, you know, your armor, your clothing protects you well enough against uh, anything so far. Okay. Cool beans. I think since this is a rather long trip, uh, mm -hmm. when we're camping and that kind of stuff, Rhapsody's going to pay particular attention, learn what she can about these animals and that kind of stuff. So that okay. next time we level up, I can warrant another rank in survival. Okay, so uh, <laughs> when when camp is made and is uh, put back up, maybe instead of uh, clearing the campfire and putting down the tents, you're with Addie as she's uh, grooming and inspecting the different parts of each of the animals. So yeah, that's that's nice. You guys uh, note for yourself when you guys do level up that uh, yeah you've been spending a particular amount of time. Uh, Brasha, are you going to continue to repair some of that broken weaponry while you ride or at camp or anything like that? Uh, definitely at camp. Once I get the hang yeah. of riding, I probably, if there's something small, I can. But yeah, that's what he does. He tinkers with shit. Okay. Uh, Akim, are broken or not? <laughs> All right. Uh, Akim, how are you doing with this, uh, on foot travel? Uh, do you, this isn't you're not like hustling or forced march or anything like this this is all a, uh, a casual pace but you're not going to take any bits of exhaustion or anything like that just moving all day no if, if we're not hustling or running uh like 50 is his effective he can comfortably walk at that speed okay uh, and another and day passes gets so much worse yeah i know uh, <laughs> i can't wait to level up yay well i <laughs> Next level, I'm gonna take the healing slash fix it thing, but so in like three levels. Okay. I'll be really, really fast. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, and do you do? Uh, so, I guess since this is a casual pace, you're you, the second day. You as you guys head out uh, during this travel at all, Occam, will you do your kind of blinking portal ripping stuff, or does is that that, uh, that consumes you a little bit, doesn't it? Um, if I. If I do the full round action, it doesn't hurt me. Uh, so it's just slower to do it that way and not like as efficient distance wise, uh, except for like a brief moment. Like a singular portal rip might be worth it, but generally speaking, it, it wouldn't be for actually cutting distance. Uh, okay. But it could be good for like getting a high point. Like maybe there's a big rock or something sure. that I could stand up on and use to look ahead or. Um, getting over a gap like if there's a ravine or something that oh, sure. normally we'd have to go around i can just be like no let's just go through okay okay i like that so okay on the second day it's it's more of the same travel but you at some point during the midday you do find a large cluster of boulders so yeah as you go off someday this is midday on the second day of travel you do come across a large outcropping of rocks that would prove difficult to climb uh addy will hold up 
will uh, halt progress and uh, go over there, dismount, and uh, kind of look up at the formation. What's up? Uh, this would be a good place to get a bird's eye view of sorts of lay of the land. We've been traveling pretty hard and we still haven't run into those travelers you're hunting or those travelers you're looking for. Okay, uh, give me a second. And he'll charge up his uh, portal rip and just pop one right in front of him and one up to the top of the rocks, assuming it's not like more than a hundred and... Nah. 50 or 140 feet? Nah, it's it's within... It's just a very large, very large rock, but no, it's uh, nothing... It's it's within the realm of possibility you could hop up there. And uh, she's going to shout up, You forgot the binoculars! I and, reach uh, a hand through the portal, and, <laughs> and it's just like... She'll... Like, uh, she'll my fingers at her. Okay, she'll startle a bit at that. Oh, uh, okay. Is this safe for any of us? Uh, yes, if... If you don't hold on to me as you come through, it will kind of spit you out in a random direction, but you'll still be next to it. Well, I won't have that. Instead of handing you the binoculars, she's going to grab your wrist and step through. All right. So she'll come out, like, essentially attached to me. And this gross creation of half Kasafa, half dense woman. No. Comes <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Not like that. It's the fly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the 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 teleporter scrambled and got y'all mixed up. Okay, not seen that episode. <laughs> okay, so uh, now she is up there with you at the top of this uh, rock fixture and looking out around. Um, I've never gone through a portal before. That was fascinating. Unless I already said that she did, and then I completely take that back. Um, I think she uh, did. Yeah, yeah. She, the yeah, she yeah, barreled in the combat. God damn it, Don. Okay, <laughs> so so she stands there, uh, having gone through this portal for the second time in her life, Cannon, and she'll look around. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's uh, and she'll take the binoculars and uh, she's going to uh, look around and uh... oh shit! I was gonna fudge this one, but I don't have to. This is a natural one. Uh, it's not a, it's not an automatic failure, but it is a pretty low perception score of a three. Hmm. I don't really see anything. Uh, uh -huh. here, give me a, give me a look. Yeah. And she'll hand and you I'll, the binoculars. I'll take them and I'll make a perception. That's a ten plus. What do I have on perception? 14. I'm just uh, looking up again what the bonus with the binoculars is. It's okay, it's just a plus one to vision based perception checks against objects 30 feet or farther from you. In order to gain this, you must continually adjust the binoculars magnification settings, which requires two hands and a move action each round. Uh, luckily, Occam, you got hands to spare, so you are. Uh, fiddling away with this. Uh, you got a 14? Uh, yes. Yeah, That's 14. a 15 with the binoculars. Uh, you do see Southwest that coming up uh, along the... There's no roads out here. This is all uh, open and uh, you get the feeling uh, traffic, uh, wheeled traffic anyway, has is basically non-existent out here. It's either you fly 
or you fly. I mean, there's there's some foot traffic from, you know, you see uh, beasts have gone through here, but uh, not a, you're just open plainsing it right now, but in the distance you do see in the southwest a village coming up. And there's a town. Oh, is there? Okay, we must be further along than I thought. Is this a place you're familiar with? One second, look for a name generator. <laughs> Bone Town. I feel like Triaxis Bone Town's a graveyard. <laughs> and she'll, she'll take the, the binoculars from you, uh, fiddle with them herself, try it again with you uh, pointing out. <laughs> that's a five, so that's not much better, but you pointing out gives a, a bit of a bonus as well. Oh my, yes. We're much further along than I thought. That's that's Badzion. We, within a day's travel from there, if we, we push ourselves, uh, Akim, are you are you prepared to beat feet, as it were? If you're asking if I can run, yes. <laughs> uh, while you're up here, give me another survival check. Specifically, Akim. Seventeen. Okay. Oh, good. That's better than hers, even. Uh, Akim, while you were looking through there, you saw that uh, a storm is uh, just just that 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 dull gray is kind of swooping in from the east. Um, with that survival score, you you you'll beat the storm, sure. But uh, there is one coming, and it probably will hit your area by nightfall. Looks like there's a storm blowing in. Uh, we should probably make a bit more haste than we have been. Uh, yes, let's 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 head back. Uh, do I need you to go through first? I think ground down there is safe. Uh, either way, uh, uh, he'll like hold out a hand. She'll take it and just step through. Okay, she <laughs> steps. <laughs> she steps through. Uh, all right, everyone. There is a bit of a storm coming in. It's just not a big deal, but we are very close to a town and uh and we could probably get more information from the travelers there uh we're gonna have to push ourselves now are you all ready ready as ever okay and as she uh hops back onto her mount uh give me survival checks uh rhapsody and brasha oh good we needed that one <laughs> i just chug along um seven 22. Is that 7 plus 5? No. Okay, so <laughs> you do get a 12. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad. I th- <laughs> Alright, so uh, you all spur your mounts and uh, uh, Addy and Rhapsody make the charge ahead. Uh, I forget hustle hustle rules. Uh, you are going to have to push yourself a little bit, Occam. Uh Give me a survival check. Yeah, okay. I want, yes, you specifically, Occam. You can hustle one hour without a problem, hustling for a second hour in between cycles. Oh, no, I don't think you get a survival check for this. So, no, no, I think uh, that would be like a fortitude save, if anything. Yeah, yeah, give me a fortitude save as this uh, second hour of you guys running uh, goes on. 21. Okay, yeah, you, you don't suffer it this time. <laughs> That's my high stat. <laughs> Good. Okay. So yeah, uh, two hours. Uh, now you all can see the uh, the edge of this town coming up, and uh, you go for another hour. Uh, Akim, give me another fortitude save. 
That one's only an 11. Okay, you do take one point of non-lethal damage. Okay. And uh, as you guys are uh, nearing the edge of this thing, dusk is starting to hit. Uh, give me one last fortitude save and survival check, everybody. Uh, survival for everyone but Occam. Occam, just give me a fortitude. I uh, take it. I take another point of non-lethal if I got the same thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, actually, I no. You take fourteen. You actually take two because uh, each additional oh, hour deals gross. twice the damage. Yeah. Okay. So you have taken three points of non-lethal. Uh, Rhapsody, what'd you get? A fourteen. Plus the five. Oh no. Yeah, it's a nineteen. Okay. Uh, and Brasha. Ten. Is that? That's with the five. Okay. Uh, So uh, at this point, uh, Akim, you're probably breathing is getting a little more ragged, uh, especially being behind a faceplate. Rhapsody and Addy, uh, 16, she got a 20, uh, Addy got a 21. Rhapsody and Addy are uh, still charging forth uh, with very little problems. But uh, Brasha, you're coming up on the rear as uh, sun sets and you guys go into this village of Badzion. Yeah, Badzion. Yeah, uh, you guys uh, uh, get up to this wall, and uh, you see that it's very kind of archaic looking. This isn't a uh, high-tier militaristic city-state bunker like uh, Kimura was. This is kind of more homespun, a uh, a sturdy wooden wooden wall fence uh, encircles this entire thing with uh, uh, guards above. you make it into town as night falls and you start to catch that smell of rain in the air. And I suppose suppose we need to find a place to stable the animals and so we can find a place to stable ourselves. Uh, yes, uh, just past the, these walls. They they don't like stables past the city walls here. It's a little less fortified than Kimura is. Okay. And, uh, make you guys... You guys uh, easily make your way towards it. It's almost right inside the uh, the city wall, the town walls, and uh, it's just a simple structure with a kind of a split wood fence surrounding an area, and you see a couple just dozing beasts within. Uh, you see you see one horse, and it's just sleeping already, and uh, you lead your way up, and Addy <laughs> deftly hops over the fence to open the gate for the rest of you, and you all file in. Well, this is the part where we have to find a stable hand and talk to him and Occam does the talking because Rhapsody is not that great at it. Supposedly good at talking to people. As as all space Khajiit are. So, uh, Addy will dismount and immediately start lashing them, uh, all the beasts to, uh, little kind of se- not segregated pins but uh, there's just large posts here and there and she's going to just lash them to there and uh, is going to start looking over the the legs and feet as how can you go towards the uh the building yep okay hello anybody here fuck i forgot that i'm gming this uh <laughs> i was having so much fun with just addy uh <laughs> <laughs> door will uh, swing open and hit with a bang. What you want? Uh, stables? Yes. Yes. You stabling creatures here? Uh, yes. 
Very well. Five silver. Wait, no. Sorry. <laughs> Different time. Credits. I need credits. All right, how many credits? We've got uh, three animals. Pathfinder, it's two copper a day. Uh, so I'll just say it's two credits a day. Um, three beasts, six credits. Can I tell why this guy is so goddamn forceful? Can I do uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at him, and he is a he is a uh, wizened, smaller man with uh, wispy white hair all around. Give me a hmm. One second, because of what he is, I need to look up. Yeah, give me a life science check if you have it. Uh, do I have it? Is the question. I do not. Okay, you don't. Uh, no, you just see an angry gnomish man. Uh, just looking up at you but uh he he is uh he's got that wispy white hair uh, i feel like this is kind of common knowledge give me perception check instead actually uh that's a 12 yeah, i mean a 10 is a good dc for this uh this is an old old gnome uh that you might know is a bleachling oh boy uh, yeah, that explains the attitude. <laughs> and the money confusion from before. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Damn. All right. If you so, can't uh, pay, I got work. Uh, no, 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 I've got it. And I'll, I'll just swipe like from my temple and send him, uh, some credits. I'll pay for like three days for the three. Ah, uh, very good. Wherever you want them. There's plenty of feed. Got anything weird? Hey, Wally Ped, dinosaur, and uh, shoot uh, something. Some sort Shota of virgin Lashu. lizard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I got feed for the Wally Ped. I got meat for the dinosaur. The short last you can eat the meat too. Do you need lodging? Hey, do we need lodging? Yes, darling, unless you want to sleep out in the rain. I didn't know if there was anything else. Uh, yes, for four people. Okay, just one second while I click enter on this in name generator. You want the pixie arms? Follow the road. Look for the big building with the two floors. All right. And uh, thank you very much. And may Pleasure. your. Uh... And he'll walk back and shut the door. <laughs> just. Uh, may your attitudes improve. Uh, <laughs> to... We're looking for the, uh, what'd you say? It was the pixie arms? The pixie arms. And we're looking for an in called the pixie arms. I hope they don't have a stuff to display. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and uh, Addie coming back, uh, wiping muck from her hands. Did Tofez give you any trouble? Oh, is that his name? He didn't introduce himself. No, it's... He's... He's really set in his ways, and that's why I let you deal with him. I... I don't deal well with... People, generally. Uh, but we are good to go? He didn't try to upsell you, did he? I don't imagine so, but I don't know either. Six credits a night for each. Or for... Overall, for two, two each. No, very honest of him. Okay, very well. Uh, so, shall we go to the uh, the inn? Yes. An angry person, isn't he? Well, when you've lived as long as he have, 
niceties kind of go by the wayside. I suppose. All right, come everyone. The rain's only going to get worse. And she's uh, going to hop back over the gate. All right. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and this uh, this village, it's it's quite small. The, the wooden fence is thick. You, uh, on your way in, uh, give me a perception as you guys are walking through this uh, increasingly muddier uh, village. 11. Okay. 23. Uh, I only got a 9. Okay. Uh, what'd you get, Akim? 11. Okay. Uh, Akim, Brasha, you, you look around at this uh, kind of quaint... Uh, if it was a nice time of day and nice weather, you'd almost call this an idyllic-looking town. But uh, right now, it's just kind of rainy and mucky, and just it just feels everything feels so small and old. Uh, you make your way around. You do notice that uh, that there is a, a town's guard kind of in force. You see that each of the uh, not turrets. Um, uh, word for tower. Okay, uh, the guard towers are all uh, operated by uh, people with very large weapons. And uh, with that perception, Brasha, you'll pick up more than anything. Like these are not standard, uh, you know, shooting people. These are uh, hole crackers. These things could uh, punch holes into uh, vessels, even tanks, even. Um, I'm gonna kind of lean forward to Rhapsody and probably Addy as well, and kind of nod over to these. Uh, well-armed people and say uh it seems a bit uh overkill for most things doesn't it well, you did not see the large bear creatures that we fought when we arrived yes that that might be the reason why but uh i think brush is right it's a little odd for such a small village to be so heavily armed uh, Eddie hears this, and uh, she'll, uh, seeing that Brasha's speaking in kind of hushed tones, uh, this town is much closer to the jungles than Kimura is, and they don't have near the funding. They're kind of on their own. They're a hardy people out here, but they do have themselves. They are one of the last bastions. One of the, sorry. They're one of the first stops outside of the jungle. Uh, and uh, with that good perception check, uh, Brasha, that you did, uh, it was a ways away and kind of, you know, distorted by the uh, the storm that's kind of rolled in. The jungles are within sight from this area, but they are still a ways off. Uh, don't take it too personally. They, they mean well. They just don't like high technology living. I suppose it would be fine as long as they don't point any of those things anywhere near us. I haven't been here in some time, but no, their their problem is with. People with their big ideas on modernizing things. They just want to protect themselves and live how they want to live. That's all well and good. I'm not here to change their ways. Live how you want to live is one of my mottos. Do you have many mottos? One for every occasion. She'll, she'll chuckle at that and uh, continue on as uh, you make your way towards the center of town. There's a, a courtyard, but uh, all the 
the little uh, market stalls or whatever. It's, it's very homespun, this area. Uh, it's good strong wood, but these these little shops are all boarded up for the night, and there's a uh, raucous laughter and music coming from an, uh, a building that has uh, one of the only buildings in town, in fact, that has a two-story structure. Hey going to guess that that is our inn that we are looking for. Ah, uh, yes, the Pixie Arms. It can get a little rowdy. I hope you're all up for some socialization, as it were. Hey. <laughs> How friendly is the socialization? Uh, as you walk up the window to the right, the the, la the the laughter and everything the door opens and it's just a, a cacophony comes out and you hear screams and uh, the glass breaking and to the right uh, a body comes out the window these people survive this on a nightly basis the uh, the young the the form stands up and you see that it's a it's a young half elf oh welcome to the pixie inn I'm Horeth Viver Ooh. Not using that name, just gonna scroll past that one. <laughs> oh, it was bad, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Pixie Inn. I'm Fulmar Olasop. Nope, don't like that one either. <laughs> Fuck, it's just a mouthful, those fucking elf names. I'm just not gonna do an elf. <laughs> I have the power. Uh by the power of Grayskull. Yeah. Uh, let's see what goblin names. It can't be any worse. And out the window stands, uh, from the mud stands up this small form, and you see that it's a, it's a goblin. My name's Jax. Welcome to the Pixie Inn, or welcome to the Pixie Arms. Having trouble? No, I just lost a bet. The bartender gets thrown. If it's not a good night, twice a night. And uh, he'll turn to it and he'll uh, wave his hands and his uh, hands will grow, grow, glow bright blue and uh, the window will repair itself. You're probably wanting lodging, huh? You out of towners? What was your first clue? Well, the, the android and the cat person specifically. Mm. Don't, don't take that to me. We're xenophobes here. We accept <laughs> all kinds. It's just... You, you, you see a face for 20-some odd years? It was a joke, darling. It was a joke. Oh, okay. And he's he's uh, going to wipe the muck, and he's going to cast another spell on himself, and the muck's just going to fall at his feet. Right this way! And he'll go in the door this time. And uh, <laughs> this Addie uh, rolls her eyes and follows you all in to uh, this, this screaming throng of uh, cheering. You hear... Uh, glass breaking uh, within obviously mugs and uh, I think that's where we're going to end it as you step into this throng of madness and we'll see what the pixie arms has in store for you next time you see Aka they, they don't they don't <laughs> like technology here so they don't have VR so this is how they play games <laughs> yeah. toss the gob this time I'll be the dwarf lord on the go 